You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Guess what? Uh, never mind my mumbling. It is Southside Sox podcast number 138. I think it is. We're sort of out of the habit of these. We skip February. Anybody notice? Who cares about February? Come on. That's enough a month. Anyway, March is what really matters. We're here in the thick of spring training. We are in the thick of the World Baseball Classic. And guess what? We're going to talk about both of those things on this podcast. Uh, along with uh, many of my friends here from Southside Sox, I'm Britt Palantini. Lucky enough, once again... Just by a thread, still hosting the Southside Sox podcast. And it's still called the Southside Sox podcast. We haven't changed the name over yet, but that's coming. I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat waiting for the change to Sox Populi. It is coming. And we're just trying to decide what Latin phrase we're going to put in our logo now. Oh, there are Easter eggs. Uh, anyhow, let's get right to it. White Sox. Uh, again, you can maybe carbon copy from a week ago. Uh, the team's playing maybe better than we would have expected i mean some of us would have expected disaster so that's definitely better than what we would have expected uh hovering around 500 uh they're playing tie games they're playing international exhibitions they're playing the cubs it's really <laughs> they're not picky they're just playing anybody they let anybody in the park and we'll play them uh we're getting to see because of the world baseball class we're getting to see maybe a little bit more of the um youth movement 
for lack of a better term, uh, than we might. You know, obviously, no Tim Anderson, uh, Lance Lynn showed up for a couple starts, and then that final one before the the classic uh, showed up pretty well. So I guess we're getting a little bit, we're casting a little bit of wider net. Meanwhile, the White Sox are trimming um, players down. I think they're down to 15 camp now with cuts. Seems like uh, Sundays they like to make cuts. So Hannah gets to report on them. Uh, but um, uh, I've got with me, uh, it's Melissa Sage Bolenbach. Her technical difficulties all taken care of. She's ready to talk and listen. It's Malachi Hayes. Uh, it is Christina Erdo, who is, uh, Erdo, who is the, uh, again, like I just said before we went on, she's got to have a beat. Her beat has become the World Baseball Classic. Hopefully you've been enjoying her previews and at least one sort of recap. Uh, she's going to be, you know, until she gets disinterested, until she just says, forget it, Brett. I don't want to be on a beat. Who do you think I am? Uh, she'll be writing about the World Baseball Classic for us. And of course, our Sunday recapper, it's Hannah LaMotta. She's with us. Uh, she did Sundays to begin with. And I don't know, I kicked her to Wednesdays because, I don't know, I'm flex. And now she's back on Sundays. Uh, she just wrote uh, the recap, the tie game recap today. So she'll have some thoughts about what she's impressed by and uh, uh, underwhelmed by uh, when it comes to Chicago White Sox. Spring training, getting to about roughly halfway through. Uh, so... Well, what the heck? I know she's got a stack of notes, although Christina told me she has too. Uh, we're going to start once again with Melissa up in the corner and her notebook. Uh, give me something, uh, update from a week ago, uh, that's maybe, um, please you, uh, what you're seeing from the White Sox so far in spring training. So I even bought myself like a special notebook, like a special podcast notebook. And I'm going to take it with me spring training when I leave on Tuesday. That's true. That's true. We are probably going to try to arrange a podcast, a, uh, a Camelback, Conf- Camelback Ranch Confidential that we did a few years back with Sean Williams. They're coming back. If I can uh, steal Melissa away from some games uh, enough to maybe report from the ground in Arizona, that is coming soon. But until then, with the special notebook, give it to me, Melissa. So um, the pitching, like I was, unfortunately, I mean, we have a negative seven run differential this week. Like last week, we were only like negative one, but this week we're in a negative seven. But the good thing about that is that we've only given up 70 runs, which when I was looking at like all the other teams, that's really actually pretty awesome, except the fact that we've only scored 63 runs. So, so yay pitching. Like, I feel like especially some of these bullpen guys like Santos, Banks, um, Foster, German, they've looked really good to me. Um, so that's been a positive, I think. Um, but then on the flip side, I, I know we have, we don't have TA and we haven't really seen much from Ben Attendee and things like that, but I'm a little nervous about the scoring again this year. One-to-one games are like the games for the White Sox. I hope it doesn't carry on into the regular season, but we might not be the last time we see nine innings of one-to-one baseball. Malachi, what, uh, what's, what's, what's got you excited? Well, I still have many of the, the juices of the, the Southside Irish parade throwing through, flowing <laughs> through my veins. So, you know, please take everything I say with a, with a grain of salt, but I'm, I'm really, really loving what I'm seeing out of Jake Berger this, uh, this spring. Now, there haven't yeah. been a ton of, Ton of offensive uh, bright spots, like you said, but you know the dude for for two straight years has shown in his brief cups of coffee at the big league level that he's you know does nothing but mash when he makes contact. He still has has some issues making contact. He's still striking out too much, but he's got like what four or four homers, four homers, eight driven in, something like that already this spring. Um, you know, he's going to strike out a lot, but you get him the right matchups. The dude's a major league player. You get him three hundred at bats against the right the right pitchers, you know, and put him in a position to succeed. He can give you twenty five home runs. So, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of him, and I hope the the you know Pedro Grifol in the front office can um you know go against all odds and figure out the the right way to use him and keep him on the roster. 
are we cursed or blessed since your mean Mercedes had, you know, got his footprint with the White Sox? Are we always going to have a your mean player like every year? Because Berger does seem to be a little your mean. That seems like a cursed <laughs> question. I'm going to let that one. <laughs> All right. All right. That's my, that was my parade question. Uh, Christina, what has got you excited? You've been, you've been taking on um, extra helpings of coverage so far. That is enthusiasm. I love to see, but uh, from what you've seen, you've seen good and bad. Uh, I believe two wins out of three, which is that's you're going in a different direction than last year. And I am loving it. Uh, You're owed it. Uh, But in in those wins, um, what have you seen that's got you excited? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree too with what Malachi just said, um, going with Jake Berger, he's leading the team right now in home runs, which like, I mean, we didn't necessarily expect it, but I'd definitely love to see it. Like his OPS is a 98, even though he's only batting 250. Um, I'll take that. Um, I'm just kind of like going off what he just said, but also Yasmani Grandal, is he back? I mean, maybe. Um, I'm getting really excited about him. Yeah, exactly. Thumbs up and fingers crossed all around, but that's my guy. And he had a tough, tough run last year, extremely hard to defend him. Uh, so hopefully just we'll get him back, you know, and get that production that we saw at the end of 2021 there, because that seems like the odds that we know, um, cease. I just, because it was like the most wild start I think I've ever seen was, you know, he's, he's got a 37 ERA in spring training right now, which is um, hilarious and somewhat sad, but um, I'm not really worried about him at all. I think that we're still going to see really great things from him, but um, I think my last touching point is Oscar Colas. I mean, I, he's pretty much the talk of the town right now. Um, will we be seeing him starting opening day? Hopefully um, is what I want to say, but um just the power that we're seeing from him is phenomenal. So I'm really excited about it. We definitely need that lefty power bat and um, looks like maybe he could. On uh, to follow up on Berger uh, on baseball reference, they have the opponent quality uh, for spring training. And obviously that starts low. It's going to get higher as the spring goes on. He's at uh, seven opponent quality and what he's been hitting against that's double a but i want to say that's a little bit higher than other numbers i've seen so he's certainly not just feasting on uh weakness although of course if his average opponent is double a he should be feasting of course that doesn't explain some guys who aren't uh so you know hey you you line it up against the the you know the guys that are sent out to 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 face you and i guess last week of spring training when he's going to make a cut really hard if he's still mashing you gotta like his chances of of somehow maybe sticking okay hannah uh we've covered like the whole roster so i hate to think that you're just going to be forced to double up on somebody but uh you can surprise me or not um who's who's impressed you so far through a couple recaps um i got two so i'll surprise you on one and the other already been said but first uh i will go with grandal again i feel like his the hype video that they tweeted about him at the beginning you know that really like honestly just pumped me up a little bit and i was like okay (laughs) Um, I just feel like his attitude is different as well, and he's, like, actively showing that, and, I mean, he's been great so far, so, you know, I think last year, you know, don't want to talk about that at all, but I think that he has the potential to, you know, he seems to get a lot of criticism, so I think he has the potential to kind of, like, shut everyone up again, because he, the power is there, like, he has the skills to be a very good catcher. And then I'll go with uh, Yoan Moncada. Nobody's talked about him yet, which is surprising to me because he's also on the Grandal 
hate train, very criticized <laughs> player. So um I wonder why that might been, be. what he's been doing in spring training and in the world baseball classic has been, has been great. And I just finally like see there's a mixture of power and just like um, just getting hits, extra base hits, everything like that. Um, I can see, I can see that like, and if he can be consistent, I feel like the the key with both of those guys is if you have Grandal and Moncada being consistent, that changes the entire lineup. Cause those are two people that are very important in the lineup and can change the entire lineup based on, how they're performing. So if they're performing like they were in the past and not last year, um, that gives the, the team a very big chance to win. And hopefully this spring training, I'll be able to cover a game that the White Sox win in general. I've oh two and you one. Got a tie. Yeah, I guess it's better than a loss. So we're at oh two and one right now. So that's fine. Um, Hannah, yeah. Hannah, Hannah is making her bid to uh, take over hosting duties by previewing the second half of this podcast with a little shout out to the World Baseball Classic. But yeah, Yuan is doing what he and Cuba needs him to do. I started slow, as Christina pointed out, slow, both him and Luis, but um, got things going. And who knew about Yasmani? Just sort of bait him with a little social media, bait him with some hype. And he's like, okay, I, that's right. I'm supposed to play ball here for 18 million a year. Okay, uh, no order. Uh, because it's the the more negative side before we go to our break. But uh, you know, shout out what what or who is disappointing you so far in um, spring training? Have at it, field. I'm gonna go with Billy Hamilton. Like I love him. I think he his energy, his his attitude, his speed, just being a good teammate. Like I really wanted him to see him do well in spring training. And I mean, he's just not, he's just, I mean, he's not being Billy the hitter and we need him to like, at least hit like a little bit. I think yeah. that there have been so many like kind of surprising offensive people like answer Alberto and things like that. It's like, how are you going to make a spot for him? Like, I just, I can't, I just can't see it getting carved out to find a hole to fit him in. And that makes me really sad because I, I think he's an awesome dude. So you can't, steal first base hey, if anybody can he can but so far he hasn't so uh okay others other disappointments it's kind of hard to say because spring spring training is great because all of the good things you see are obviously very meaningful and will carry over to the regular season but any of the bad things <laughs> exactly. are you know it's, you got it's it March, it doesn't matter so uh that that being said you know i'm, I'm obviously i'm not i'm not gonna make a huge deal out of uh one one dylan c start uh in which the stat line was pretty badly inflated because he didn't finish either inning and you know the the you know barely out of college kid that they brought in to clean up that last out or two let everyone come around so um that that being said you know given what we know with Dylan and his uh, how how finicky his mechanics are and how finicky the mental side of his game is uh how is he going to be impacted by the pitch clock he seems like a kind of guy who's potentially going to be negatively impacted by having the pace kind of set for him rather than being allowed to, you know, kind of be in his zone and move at his own speed. So, I mean, he's a professional. I'm sure he'll adjust. And like I said, it is one start and it really doesn't mean a whole lot, but you know, you don't want to see, you don't want to see that kind of flustered, you know, can't really find the zone stuff that we saw out of him plenty of in 2019, 2020. We don't want to keep seeing that again with, um, I'm going to, you know, if we do, I'm going to start getting a little more worried. Yeah, Malachi, I, I get flushed and excited whenever I see White Sox social media. So I don't know if this was exactly the way it went, but I think before his start, he was presented with some 
video game like elite award too so he might have been just like completely distracted by this crazy trophy he got and was showing off to pedro and so you know i mean it might not just be pitch clock he might have just been so excited to be one of the 20 or 25 diamond players or something or other oh wow i'm out of my element please christina or hannah rescue me and tell me something you are disappointed about in watching the white Sox. um yeah i can kind of keep going on the pitching train here um just looking at a bullpen perspective, you know, since we are out, unfortunately, <clears throat> a Liam Hendricks this year, um, but Jimmy Lambert and Jonathan Stever, I mean, Stiver's only had or hit one inning, obviously, but it was kind of subpar nonetheless. And if these guys are going to maybe be coming out of the pen, I mean, Jimmy Lambert's had a tough time in hit two and two and two thirds inning he's had, you know, giving up six hits and three runs in a small amount of time is not ideal. Um Hopefully that's not going to transition into this year. And you mean, even looking at more, hopefully we wouldn't have to see him that much, but I think with the way our bullpen is structured, we will be for sure. Um, And then on that same train, Jake Diekman, he hasn't really done anything (laughs) impressive in the slightest. Um, Did I expect him to certainly not, but you know, I would expect maybe slightly better than uh, what we've seen, he's usually hanging around a four or five ERA and he's like way worse than that right now. So um, we'll see what he has to do. But um, I just want that the bullpen that we paid for, if we're going to pay for it, that they produce. So, um, you know, we I guess we'll see. I don't know. I'm not Bite your tongue, Christina. That is 2022 trade deadline centerpiece acquisition. Jake Diekman. You're criticizing. You realize what you're doing. I believe last week he had his stat line was good enough. I think Melissa will validate this that we were like, oh, hey, he's been okay so far. And just in one week, he's gone back to being Jake Diekman with a beard. Um, Hannah, Fortune. what you got? Um, I wouldn't say somebody, this person I'm like disappointed with, just kind of want to see more of Luis Robert. Um, I don't know. The first game that I watched in the World Baseball Classic, he was just swinging away at the low sliders and he was just making no contact. And he looked it looked terrible at first. And that kind of brought me back to like that period of time where he was just striking out every single at bat. And I was like, oh, no, but I don't know. I just kind of want to see like more power from him because that's like what he is known for doing. And he has improved in, in uh, recent games, at least getting extra base hits and, and singles and hard hit balls. Um, but yeah, he's also very important as well. And he is kind of like the, you know, one of the stars of this team. So just want to see him be the guy that we know he can be and just stay healthy, stay consistent, uh, you know, finally, I guess. The uh, pandemic season will forever just bastardize how we look at seasons because it was the first half. It was just a month. If you recall, Luis Robert Jr. was basically the maybe the MVP frontrunner. He was an MVP candidate in the first half. In the second half, which is just the second month of the season, is exactly what Hannah feared and saw in that first World Baseball Classic game, which was just having no clue at the plate, just deciding to swing like me in this age at this time with okay i'll say without glasses because i've got some athletic pride without glasses just flailing away in like the 80 mile an hour batting cage 
Um, sorry, Luis, that was a really low blow. I'll shut up now. Hey, let's take a break. I'm going to pass the mic to, oh, get ready, Christina. Go pass the mic to Christina. She is going to give us a little bit of a broad look at uh, what's happened so far in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, leave some time maybe for a little discussion of the World Baseball Classic. I believe Team Italy has moved on to some other round. I still don't really understand how this thing works, but I'm suddenly more engaged and excited than ever. Uh, but uh, if you're excited like me, please pause for one minute. SB Nation and Vox desperately need to sell you something. Please consider buying it, and we'll be back in one minute. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans. Brett Bountine here, lucky enough, once again, to host, well, briefly, just for a few more precious moments, uh, Southside Sox podcast. It is still the Southside Sox podcast, and it is number 138, as far as I can tell and as far as I can count. We are going to devote the second half or whatever's left of this program to the World Baseball Classic. We sort of skipped it last podcast because, well, you know, it's not my forte. Um, you know, I stay up, as as my staff will attest, I stay up all night running this site. Oh, you lucky readers and listeners, thank me. Uh, but uh, not always watching the World Baseball Classic. I know someone who has been. It's Christina Erdo, and I'm passing the mic to her to give us a little bit of an overview of what's going on. Eh, spotlight some of the White Sox players, whatnot. Talk away, Christina. All right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been honestly really fun to watch so far. Uh, there's been so much passion, too, from all of the teams. Like, these guys are just so excited uh, to support their country and represent them. Um, so it's just it's really cool to see that there's been some teams that have been surprising others. Like, you did mention it, like Italy – I think that they were like 15th ranked in the power rankings out of 20. Um, and they did. They were one of the first three teams to uh, move on. So we have Italy, Japan, and Cuba have all moved on so far. Uh, uh, so really exciting. The field's going to go from 20 teams to eight teams. Um, and then they'll play uh, half year. So really excited to see how that keeps going. Um, just kind of looking at what some of these teams are doing and some names that we know across MLB. I mean, Japan is a powerhouse. Uh, they've shown that. And we knew that that was coming in, especially bolstered with Shohei Otani. Um, but they're the only one that's gone undefeated in pool play. Um, Shohei has been insane as he usually is. His slash line is like the most stupid thing I've seen. It's 500 <laughs> average 684 on base and a thousand slugging. Um, with a one uh, point six eight four OPS, so um, which is <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Uh, uh, at least one RBI in every single game so far. Uh, he had a one hitter the other day and also had a double that same game. He's had three run bomb today. Um, like I don't understand the man is superhuman. Um, it's awesome though to watch him. Um, I don't know if you guys caught the USA game last night. Um, we can totally touch on that too. If anyone watched it, I myself didn't get to see too much, but, um, we, we did play great Britain. Um, if it, if I think I said this too previously in one of the previews, if it was a soccer match, I would be way more concerned <laughs> playing them. Um, and it worked out definitely in our favor, but 
shout out. I don't know if anyone saw this. Trace Thompson, our old friend, he hit a homer. Um, it's as the first run of the game against us, which was kind of hilarious. And Christina, uh, what is on my bingo card? <laughs> what is the inside scoop on those preposterous? I ran down to the mall and got this pressed as a, some cheapy 1978 iron-on transfer uniforms for Great Britain. This is a a creative cradle, British invasion, and they have like generic, like fruit punch across there. What what is up with that? I'm not sure. Uh, They definitely slacked on the uh, (laughs) uniform there. My guess is that they weren't going to qualify, and then they were like, oh shit, maybe we need (laughs) uniforms. so I, I'm not sure. Uh, they're definitely my least favorite of the ones that I've seen so far. So excellent question. Oh, fair. All right. <laughs> if it was a fashion show, they'd be losing. Um, however, they're also losing the baseball game. So <laughs> it doesn't matter either way. Um, to, just to note, they did lose earlier today, 18 to 8, to our Canadian friends up north. So um, I'm not sure that anyone was pitching particularly well there considering it was a home run derby um but yeah there's and, been a lot of action and and team usa is uh playing tonight i think as we're recording and it's anticipated like fifty thousand fans like some preposterous number of fans for the usa uh mexico game correct yeah mm-hmm. that i actually like a second ago i had it on my tv in the background and they just showed like the stadium all of it's usa uh versus mexico and they are like all out right now and i i think they're playing in miami if i'm not mistaken um so i'm guessing the turnout and fans there is just like unbelievable so they're in a, um i'm really excited to watch that yeah they're in the oh, Arizona. gotcha yeah. gotcha honestly either of our southern cities like it's gonna be a blast in that stadium i wish that i could like just be in that atmosphere um oh. and we do have our very own tim anderson tonight he's starting a shortstop so really looking forward to seeing him yeah, what's the feeling? What's the feeling been? I haven't. I don't think I've. Well, I guess I have been involved with this site during World Baseball Classic. I don't remember us paying any attention to. It. That's because I didn't have Christina Erdo around to like, you know, do the work. Uh, so I mean, there's your explanation. But uh, you know, each each of the rest of you, obviously, Chris, Christina's into it, and she has proven it by the her need for coffee the next morning. Uh, but uh, you other three, I mean, how how interesting has this been to you? I think it is pretty uh, it is pretty compelling. It's it's different. It's odd. It's in the middle of spring training. People are complaining about that. It's like, well, when when else are you going to do this? You'd be complaining if it was in December. You'd be complaining if somehow you'd have to stop the season and do it the way uh, the NHL did uh, during the Olympics and have done in the past. Just stop the season for a month to play the Olympics. That's not going to go over well with baseball fans uh hannah let's start let's start with you uh you know you're you're feeling about this you've been able to watch much and uh, you know sort of engaging to see like ta on team usa oh yeah well first off we have another one of our own participating in the game tonight i actually just looked over and jason benetti is covering it which is kind of superhuman to me i know it's close to camelback branch but he literally was just covering the game today for nbc sports chicago for us and now he's on this national stage covering this usa game so honestly that just like makes me so happy already because i'm like uh it feels like i can just watch the game and have my announcer um but i'm on my spring break so on i guess it's not unfortunately but i've been up until like 8 a.m i've been watching (laughs) i've been watching every single game because i am a big shohei fan and he is playing at 4 a.m and 5 a.m so i have last night i stayed up to watch the game that started at 5 a.m uh central time went to bed at like 8 
Uh, I've been watching every single one of the, you know, o- overnight games. I-, I think even more than the ones that are like in broad daylight here, which is kind of, you know, ironic. But um, yeah, my sleep schedule's not well. But <laughs> I-, I love it. I love it. I mean, any time that I can watch baseball, and especially because uh, we have so many of our own players representing so many different countries, it's very fun to watch. You know, I can see uh, Moncada and Robert Jr. on Cuba and, you know, Tim Anderson tonight. And the atmosphere has just been amazing. I love seeing how uh, the different countries and places, like how they celebrate baseball and how they all come together. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I love it. I love being able to watch it. I don't want it to end because I'm going to miss my midnight games. and my <laughs> games. Um, But yeah, I'm very interested. I have the, you know, I'm excited to watch the USA game tonight and just the rest of them going on. And I don't, I, I mean, I think personally Japan is going to, you know, win it all. I think they're the clear winner but someone might surprise so you never know I, we're all baseball fans so i think it's safe to say we're all pretty big shohei fans and the the good news is uh the odds i saw not that i'm paying attention to betting gambling odds uh have the white Sox in the middle of the pack to sign shohei otani next year they're like i want to say it was like 33 to 1 bad news is i think the cubs were the second most likely team <laughs> To sign show, hey, that would not be good. That would make me sad. So on that really sad note, let me kick it up to Maliki. Um, what's your vibe on this? Yeah, I can't wait till all the offers, all the um, offers leak of like a forty-year, five hundred million dollar contract for Shohei with like thirty team options at the end. That but it was is, the best deal of the most money, that's Maliki. The most money, the seat at the table, <laughs> and get the platitudes out of the way. Um, but yeah, no, the World Baseball Classic is is amazing. There's two kind of uh, sides of sides to it that I really like that are kind of on opposite sides of the same coin and one is that you get a chance to see some of the the best players in the world that are not playing in Major League Baseball uh, yesterday morning we got to see um Roki Sasaki pitch for Japan who is probably not probably I'd be willing to bet is almost certainly the the best pitcher on the planet who is not in Major League Baseball right now and probably if he were in Major League Baseball would be in the conversation uh, to begin with, you know, this is a guy who threw something like 17 perfect innings in a row last year at age 20 in the Japanese league, throws 102 miles an hour. He's incredible. Uh, you get to see for Korea, Young Ho Lee is um, their shortstop, who's probably going to be posted after this year. And he's might be one of the two or three best free agents uh, yeah. in a pretty weak class. Yeah. You know, next winter, you get to see a lot of, um, you know, Cuban players player, you know, Cuban legends like Alfredo Despaigne is a guy who's got 400 professional homers, mostly in in Cuba and Japan. They've got guys who are absolutely tearing apart the Japanese league, throwing 102 miles an hour out of the bullpen. You know, there's uh, that stuff's fun. And on the other hand, it's also kind of fun to see the opposite of that, where, you know, we get so used to seeing relievers everyone comes out throwing 99 miles an hour with a nasty slider and everything is a walk or a strikeout or a home run because these guys are all so bloody good it's kind of fun to see you know maybe adam wainwright aside some you know some dude who's been putting around in the in the dutch b league for the last 10 years coming out with like an 86 mile an hour fastball kind of dotting the edges throwing loopy breaking balls and it's like it's a different kind of baseball the level of competition i'd say isn't necessarily any lower than what we see in in the major leagues um in terms of just competitiveness and, and fun, I mean, you know, 18 to 8, Great Britain and Commonwealth games aside, you know, they can, whatever, screw them. But uh, I think I think that's pretty fun to see, too. And, you know, it's it's not it's not just all about the gas and, and, and the home runs. You got to, you know, it's a little bit a little bit of a diversity in play style that we that we don't necessarily always get a get a taste of. So I've been I've been enjoying that in those yeah. aspects. Particularly. And that will be underscored by Italy going on and winning the whole thing, because clearly they'll be doing something that is not the traditional <laughs> gas power, et cetera. So, uh, OK, the, you know. with 
<laughs> also with the 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 interesting and novel strategy of like not using players who have <laughs> like who have been in Italy within the last I don't know right. <laughs> very <laughs> novel like it's it's not it is it is not it is not mine to judge but it's it is just funny when you see some of these teams pop up with like you know two players actually born in the country that uh hey, you know where you, it's... you you apply the fake facial hair and no questions asked you know okay no questions asked um Melissa digging it well i'm going i'm gonna be there on wednesday so i get to see them play columbia um and i'm so really excited to see if like somebody brings a horn for the u.s because <laughs> that's been like super fun i mean it's really annoying but it's been really cool that like christina said to see how excited like people are across the world and i heard there was like a little bit of a lameness to um the diamondback stadium for for the first game so i'm hoping like as we get some momentum going that by Wednesday, it's going to be really exciting. So um, I think we're going to miss Lance Lynn. I think Lance is supposed to pitch on Monday. So um, we're going to miss him, but yeah, I'm super excited. And like the one White Sox guy too, that doesn't get talked about is Nicholas Padilla, who's playing for Puerto Rico. Um, I did the prospect um, the White Sox top prospect story on him. So it was kind of cool that, um, you know, being the top prospect, he gets to experience this whole thing because I can only imagine like being a part of something that's so big at like such a young age and still being a prospect and things. And, um, and then to kind of go off what Malachi said about the, um, seeing the wide range of abilities there are like the guy who's the firefighter during the day like all day like goes to play baseball at night like what an experience for them like yeah I mean I I just think that that's really cool too so there's so many I think unique aspects to it and people are getting more excited about it and because Team USA is so good you know in years past I don't think we quite had the Mike Trouts and you know well Bryce Harper was supposed to be in it so I think now that it's kind of collecting the really the best of the best in MLB, it's just going to kind of get steam from here. So. Um, and you know what, just going off Melissa um, earlier today, I was seeing like, like some sports journalists. I don't even, I might've even been a baseball journalist, like complaining about how it's like boring and like, why are we even doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Um, I, I mean, I think you guys pretty much all of them, and you know baseball exists outside of just america and people love it just as much as we do so i mean just looking at how those crowds in these games like i don't know if you guys saw the italy versus chinese taipei game um like there was a home run and i I don't know with the sixth inning or something that went ahead by one run and the stadium erupted like it was like game seven of the world (laughs) series like i mean it was unbelievable so um i'm with you guys i think it's i think it's awesome and i think it's like a a treat to watch honestly as a baseball fan i believe tyrone palmer among maybe others from our staff put that particular writer down in in his place by just saying you know listen baseball exists outside of the U.S. of A. We may not want to acknowledge that. We don't like to acknowledge a lot of those things. Our staff does because we're progressive. Sorry if that burns your ears, some of you listening. Uh, So we know better, but it'd be nice if more of the country, and I think the excitement of this and the dynamic international talent, and then even these, I keep bringing up Italy. Okay, well, why not? Hey, okay, I don't know why. But I mean, even these like uh, maybe surprise teams sneaking around, (laughs) whether or not anyone could really trace themselves actually living in the country. (laughs) 
hey. they've all hey Maliki, they've all done that thing where they like spend a dollar to buy the the home in a sort of a dilapidated uh, um, you know area, right? You know, they bought one of those old stone um, homes, and that's their claim, uh, or at least that's the story that might be making the rounds. I'm, I'm just saying, if the Czech Republic can pull it together and make the tournament with a bunch of like math teachers and plumbers, <laughs> they can find some actual Italians who can play baseball. To you know, I've been I've been there. They have leagues there. I know folks who played over there. It's a thing, you know. <laughs> They don't. They throw the like. Leave Matt Harvey in his Wario mustache home. Like, <laughs> I've seen. Harvey I've seen enough Matt Harvey. Like, don't talk about Nicky Lopez that way. He's from Naperville. Yeah, yeah he's a local. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Italy's not going to win because they're just not playing inside the lines. Oh well. Uh. But boy, the facial hair. Uh. Well, aside from Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey's playing for Team Italy. What in the world is going on here? Okay. Yeah, but hopefully, it, you know, this will be, I mean, this does seem different. It seems like maybe there's the dynamic international talent. Um, we have more, I mean, we have, I would assume, more uh, uh, prominent Cuban players in the major leagues uh, now than last WBC. I know the last one got canceled. Um, so, you know, hopefully this is only going to broaden things in and open even USA fans' eyes and say, oh, you know, holy cow. And especially if Team USA doesn't win, that does not, I mean, I know that people are going to just shake their fist and say somehow there was a there was some sort of ripoff. But, uh, you know, if the Team USA doesn't win at all, I mean, that, that better open your eyes. Uh, if not, if Japan does prevail or Cuba somehow continues to rally. Uh, okay, Christina, you uh, handled that uh, deftly. Thank you for uh, sort of shepherding our World Baseball Classic coverage here on the podcast and on site. Um as long as she keeps taking the pen from me, I will keep giving it to her. Thank you for your coverage so far, uh, Christina. And I hope uh, there is much more to come. Hopefully there will be a lot of fun things to report on. And, hey, we're going to have some feet on the ground uh, coming up from Melissa as well. And that will be from spring training as well. We're going to have some interesting uh, podcasts to come. And, of course, continued interesting coverage of spring training. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks, everybody, on the show with me. We'll be back probably Sunday, if not sooner. Take care. Everybody.